Anthology Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests who talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Jordan. Hello. So, before we get into the episode, officially, I was derelict in my duty, and I did not check my files because I decided, hey, I'm just going to edit a lot of fi- a lot of things, just last minute, uh, and the file, one of the files got corrupted. There was only five minutes of usable audio in it, out of a 30-minute episode. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, so I decided that uh, to, you know, re-record course uh because that's what i'm doing it's not going to be with faith because faith originally did this episode but uh, sorry she's, faith yeah she's going to be in the other two episodes um but i i got someone here with me so that's all that matters and we're going to talk about he i'm going to talk about someone who i who i like a lot who you might quasi know um who also may be computer? I don't know. Quasimodo. <laughs> We're talking about Quasimodo. <laughs> what do you know about Quasimodo? I know that the he was a uh, Marvel character. Besides, you know, being named after the 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 uh, you know Hunchback character and stuff like that. But I I don't remember much about him about them exactly because I don't think I've seen them in comics that I've read. Uh well, you don't see a lot of a lot of Quasimodo, honestly, just in general. So, uh do, so it's a computer. And its name is a backronym is not the right word. Uh, acronym is not even the right word. Um let's say it's extremely forced. So like a sh- like a hodgepodge or or like like let's say that it's just bits of words put together to make just to cram together just so you could call it quasimodo like which what words do you think there are in uh this? well quasi is probably an actual it's probably actually part of it yeah half its actual name is quasi but then, but then there's also a lot more letters that were smashed down to four letters. Well, I was gonna say mod like modular would do the mod, but what would nope. the o be? Oh no, <laughs> no, no! It's dumber than that. Oh no! <laughs> Motor derby order inside. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so it's a quasi motivational destruction organism. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> and little do you know why this guy was I like for real the white reason this guy was built was one was one of the dumbest reasons you would build a sentient computer for to and kill I, things no 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 that would make sense i it's just a tease it's a tease okay so um its function because it doesn't have an occupation its function is a computer uh, its identity inapplicable. Because guess what? It's a computer. Why does it care? <laughs> its other alias is the living computer. It, it's like its whole thing is being a computer. And the birthplace was the laboratory of the mad thinker. 
Oh yeah, I forgot the Mad Thinker built it. I mean, you probably, I mean, you probably uh, know the Mad Thinker for more for his other other uh, robots like the awesome android. Yep, and the super adaptoid and whatnot. Um, but no, he first showed up in Fantastic Four Annual Number Four, the torch that was. And this was in November 1966. Uh, This was an issue where uh, Johnny Storm fought John Hammond, the original Human Torch. Being all like, why are you on fire like me? It's like, "Um, you're on on fire, but drawn differently. Why do you take my name? It's just like, you're... you're, It fit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, huh. Yeah, describe what it looks like. To put it bluntly, he kind of looks like the actual Hunchback of Notre Dame in a, ro- in a robot suit. Imagine someone made like a, like, like a Thomas the Tank Engine but missed the point. <laughs> 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 like, like, it looks like, it looks like a person is just wearing a, um, like a morph suit where you can only see their face. It's weird. Also, just thick. Like, thick with two Cs. Quasimodo was the creation of the genius criminal, or criminal genius, known as the Mad Thinker. Uh, When when the Thinker acquired the android body of the original Human Torch, he planned on using it uh, as a weapon against the Fantastic Four, where he devised... A experimental computer whose prime function was to activate a destruction mechanism in the uh, the Mad Thinker placed in Human Torch's body, which the Human Torch's body is also Vision's body. So maybe, maybe he didn't succeed. <laughs> also, also another thing I don't mention a lot: Vision has an even weirder family thing because I always forget that his body was made out of the Human Torch. Original Human Torch. Um, and he has the brain of Wonder Man and the... It's a lot. Um, the when, like the Vision episode isn't going to be as complicated as Mortis King or Ramatut's, but there's a lot of untangle. There's a lot... I let me just. I, I recorded this episode after recording the Ramatut episode, which you'll be listening to actually fairly soon. Um, I think next week, actually. Yeah, actually next week. Um, and uh, let's just say there's a handy little graph, like a little <laughs> like like a diagram. I should say it's a diagram that the guests made that I will be posting. It's actually a pretty good diagram. Um, let's just say it was a 40 minute long episode and most of us was just trying to untangle it. Uh, but yeah. I think I've mentioned before my favorite untangling of genealogy was when the Magneto Joseph clone was trying to understand the Summers family. Like he he was counting them all off and like, cause they, they were helping with, it was at a point where like he was tagging along with them on adventures and Cable showed up and they had to help him. And so he like got through the whole thing about what Cable, what Cable is talking to storm and so he's like so that so i got it all right and he's like well let's see counts uh rachel and he's like what rachel summers you know from an alternate timeline 
and and just a panel of his face fall and just going alternate timeline is just kind of like an explanation of everything wrong with X-Men trying to uh, family trees in general. But yeah, uh, we're not talking about the Summer Brothers. We're talking about someone who is actually very simple, <laughs> way more simple than you think it would be. Uh, but so keep keep this in mind. He was built. Uh, his purpose was just to cause something to destruct. I want you to keep that in mind. So like a light switch. No, 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 dumber than that. Dumber than that. Okay, so. Because this required an electronic brain whose complexity would rival that of a human's. Again, keep that in mind. The thinker developed a computer capable of human-like emotions, especially loyalty to its creator. Due to its particular motivations and its destruct mechanism activation, Featured, the thinker called the device the quasi-motivational destruct organism, or Quasimodo. So, keep that in mind. He built this computer that was super smart and able to feel emotions, such as loyalty, and as you will figure out later, sadness, because he needed a really complex machine to cause this thing to blow up. Was it, was it just something that about the mechan like he didn't put the mechanism in the human torch? It was already there. Was no, that no, it? He he put it in the human torch, and okay. so he made it. He made the the explosion device in there very complex. So he made Quasimodo to to activate it. Yeah, enough that it could feel emotion. Again, keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. Toying with its loyalty, the thinker promised Quasimoto that after the Fantastic Four is defeated, he would replace uh, his immobile humanoid form with a more uh, attractive humanoid body. He later rescinded that promise, much to the computer's emotional devastation. He set this he gave this computer hope just so he could dash it. And is is that what he needed it to do to set off the thing? It was like, haha, I dashed your all hopes. Now explode things. But no, no, we're not no. even to the part where he activates something. <laughs> we're not to that point. This most of this <laughs> entry is about is just cause just just lining up about how dumb Quasimodo is. He did, however, provide Quasimodo with a simulated face displayed on an in- in- antiquated cathode tube. The TV screen was modified uh, so that the representation of the faces of the faces' preternaturally large eyes could discharge a pulse beam signal that would activate the torches. Destruct mechanism. So, we're now we're done talking about why he was created. There's a like I originally when I joked about this, he's basically just a robot meant to press a button. Okay, that was given human intelligence and emotions. <laughs> so and, and and I'll and I'll show you the picture. 
of the activation. But this robot was made so not only could it feel human emotion, so it could press a button with an eye. With his eye. Because let me show you. Let me show you the panel. He's literally pressing a button with his eye. You know what? You know what the bad thinker could have done? Made a robot that could press a button with no human emotions. But yeah, that's that's his whole existence. Uh, that's his whole existence up to that point. He was made to feel devastation. <laughs> so he could press a button with his eye. Um, when the man fantastic when the Fantastic Four defeated the Thinker, uh, he was then aban- He did then escaped and abandoned Quasimodo. Quasimodo sat in aware uh, a minimum awareness in a dormant state for some time, and still the until the Silver Surfer just happened upon the abandoned laboratory. So Silver Surfer Norrin Rad was just like, "Hey, I I hear some sobbing." I'm gonna help that thing. He sensed the psionic frequency, psionic frequency, electrical field of Quasimoto's mentality, which approximated a distressed human emotions, and flew to, towards his aid. Uh, at Quasimoto's impassioned plead, the surfer employed his cosmic power to convert his stationary console into a humanoid construct. Uh, because the Silver Surfer is very sensitive, uh, perhaps sensing Quasimoto's personality, the Surfer gave him a misshapen hunchback form. <laughs> oh, that yes, that's very sensitive of him. <laughs> it's just like, hey, you were sad, and I like your all your only existence was uh, your dad making you do a really dumb job. That not even like a full robot, like a robot arm. Or or something that was on a timer that would drop something, or one of those dipping birds. If it, as long as it didn't get knocked over, or I mean, I can think of many different things that can press a button. You don't even really, you don't even need to be there. Yeah, like it could just be. It could literally just be. You could have just hired someone for five bucks. Be like, hey, stand here, press this button when I say so. But um. But for whatever reason, the human, the, the, well, the human torch, yes, the human torch, uh, no, but the Silver Surfer is just like, I mean, I, I feel sad for you, but I also want to make you pitiable. <laughs> I only have the power cosmic. I could have made you into anything. I literally turned you into a thing that can move. And I could have done anything. I could have made I could have made you into a cute dog, but no. <laughs> <laughs> now possessed of limbs and mobility, he sees uh, he's he's seized with the urge of destruction. I mean, I mean, if, <laughs> if I woke up like I'm feeling sad, and the guy's like, "Hey, I'll give you a body, all right," and then it's quasi the Quasimodo body. He's like. Are you doing this on purpose? And again, not to be not to be ableist or anything. Like, no. you know, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it, but at the same time, the human torch is it uh, not the human torch. The silver surfer doesn't come from an area that's like majority hunchback people. Yeah, it's like he's making fun of him. 
by yeah, killing this body, and then I can understand why someone would be a little bit enraged with this. Well, no, no, I just think I just no, like I think that I don't think that factors into it at all. I just think that Quasimodo is just like what arms I could punch things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So realizing that he uh, erred in granting the uh, granting the creature that he made uh, the mobility, he was just like, "Nah, I'm going to turn you to stone now." Aww. So, so he was stuck again, huh? And the thing is, this is just a footprint. This is just like a footnote. And like oh. the Silver Surfer's life, like he, <laughs> like he, just, he did this, and like he was just like that was weird, and maybe he told a couple of his friends about it. Then he flies off. That was one night in September. It was. It was like it was literally just a pit stop he made. It's like it's like whatever. Like you like happen to like meet a dog that's like really great, like on the thing, like. Sure. On a road trip, yeah. On a road trip. Like, it's, like, super cool for, like, a little bit, but you kind of forget about that experience after a while. It just gets replaced with another one. (laughs) Oh, it says... It says here that he was turned into a stone gargoyle on a clock. Are you Uh, sure? Are you sure Silver Surfer wasn't messing with this guy? Maybe. Maybe. Like... Did he, did he like, he was like, I sense your sadness. Who are you? And he said Quasimodo. And he's like, oh, oh, oh wait, I think oh, I was I read reading that, that story. <laughs> like, and so, oh, I read that. He's like, oh, it's like, you need a body? Okay. Look, you know, like Quasimodo from that story. He's like, Rawr. oh, no. No. I, I also, I also made you a priest that hates you, but pretend to be your father. <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> That's right, he's going to sing a song about how he's horny, but also hates himself for it. (laughs) It's still a good song. Another thing I'd like to point out, it would be a grotesque, not a gargoyle. Gargoyles serve a purpose, like a functional purpose of basically being drainage. Um, Grotesques are there to, I guess, be grotesque. And ward off evil spirits. So, the transmutation was temporary, though. Oh. So, as of yet, by as of <laughs> yet unknown means, uh, Quasimodo reverted from the stone of the Silver Surfer's, or, uh, of that of the Silver Surfer's, um, that's a weird sentence. So, basically, he turned back into, not, not flesh, like organic steel, like, the Silver Surfer basically made a child and left him. <laughs> like, like this is the second time he had a father figure who created him and gave him purpose. And hope. And, and then hope. immediately turned around and, and dashed it. Because, like, he... Never, oh my... Like, part of me wants to feel sorry for him, but also part of me just wants to just marvel at how dumb he is. Um... <laughs> But so basically turned back into stone, and he is organic, apparently. Huh. So, something. Yeah. But after regaining mobility, he he discovered that his uh, organic uh, circuitry have undergone a subtle uh, restructuring, granting him a certain cybernetic abilities, including telekinetic control over all machinery. No. Good job, Silver Surfer. 
you just made you just you just like it's it's like hey how about I make you a very powerful being? <laughs> you could have just made him made him a person, <laughs> but now you also you made him able to control any machinery. He attempted to take over computer sh- uh, systems at Cape Canaveral, but was uh, opposed and defeated by Cree, the Cree warrior Marvel. Ah, oh. um, after. Re- after, uh. Oh, there's a typo in here. Repairing it does not have an eye. So, right now it's like repairing as in like you're cutting fruit. Hmm. But, so yeah. So, uh, repair. After repairing the damage to his robotic form, he stalked and attacked the mutant beasts, hoping to still and synthesize his life force. Realizing the impracticality of this. Quasimodo leaped off the structure where they were fighting to fall several hundred feet to the ground. So, so effectively, another thing he's done was just like, I want to steal someone's life force, and then and then just went for it, and it was just like, this this is dumb. I'm embarrassed. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> he doped out of a situation. In the middle of a fight, basically. <laughs> he was just like, Hey, Beast, I want your life force. And Beast was just like, What do you mean? He's just like, You're right. Um, I'm leaving now. <laughs> uh, again, Quasimodo's self-repair circuitry was activated. So he not only <laughs> jumped off a building. <laughs> I didn't realize he was stuck. It was enough that he had to repair himself. Like it wasn't even like he he essentially jumped off the edge of a building after being wrong about something to his death. So he got so embarrassed that he decided to kill himself. Ooh, ooh, that's basically. that's 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 rough. That's rough. Oh, <laughs> so uh, so basically, he was fully functional once again, and then he embarked on a plan to take over all the world's computer systems. A plan that necessitated building a huge computer terminal complex for himself. He employed a number of automatons, which he claimed to manufacture himself. Huh. So he he claimed to. He could have just stolen them. <laughs> um, well, he could have like commanded a factory to make them for him, and then said, "I made them myself." Knowing him, like it'd be like. I don't know. Like, why am I doing this? And he quit in the middle, midway, and just like, you know what? I need to actually do this. This is an okay idea. <laughs> so his scheme was thwarted by Spider-Man and Hawkeye, uh, who the latter of whom caused Quasimodo to short circuit and become immobile, but unknown to his opponents, his artificial intelligence was left active, and he detected a computer whose size and power dwarfed those of Earth. Ah. Uh, the computer system he detected was on a now dead world Xandar in the the Tar the Trantar system of the Andromeda Galaxy. Um, and he learned about it through a Xandarian starship in Earth's orbit. Uh, Wait, he, is, isn't that the Nova Corps? Yeah, that's where the Nova Corps comes. There's a bunch of, like, actually kind of boring Cosmic Marvel stuff that I might skip over. 
Uh, <laughs> but how many but, how many Xandar pl- planets have there been? Th- there's been one Xandar. It just was destroyed, like very thoroughly, and a lot of people was involved. <laughs> but uh, he was actually. Uh, let me check something. Yeah, uh, this he gets he gets entangled with uh, like Sphinx and um, Sphinx and uh, Nova and a few wow. other people. Crime Buster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he acquired an Iron Man robot as his agent, and then he attacked the Baxter Building. And tapped into its energy. He regained his mobility. And then he stole a spacecraft from the Fantastic Four. So he could travel to the Zendarian power source. Um, However, he was intercepted by the Sphinx. Who stole the secret to Xandar's computer system for for himself. And then he was once more immobilized. Also... Who, 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 like, programs the idea of gender into a robot? Um. Immediately? I'm guessing the guy, some guy. I'm guessing. That's probably their first thought. It's like, this, this boy. And it's just like, oh, no, it's a boy. This is my, this is is my son. (laughs) This is my son. He pokes things with his eye. (laughs) <laughs> basically sphinx screwed him up uh then he beamed the electronic essence of his uh his artificial intelligence to earth and found a refuge in a deactivated computer system in russian name russia it's like there's no there is no vowels <laughs> Well, I guess wiser sometime vows. Yeah. Uh, he was contacted by a bunch of dire wraiths who are... Ooh, who dire wanted, Yeah, he wanted help exacting revenge on their nemesis, Rom the Space Knight. Um, he offered... Quasimoto offered to clone Rom's original human body and imprint Rom's mind onto the clone's brain cells. Rom agreed... By the way, this was... He tricked them, basically. Um, <laughs> so Quasimodo learned. Offer hope, yeah. and then dash it. Yeah. And then he projected his own electronic consciousness into the now consciouslessness uh, cyborg body of Rom. And he was driven out of Rom's form by another space knight. And then he was returned to uh, the, the computer. Um... So he was trapped in that system until the Vision Android, who possessed the body that he was supposed to use his eye to poke the button for the self-destruct. The Vision uh, entered into the mentally entered into the same computer system to take it over. Um, the Vision's mental essence expelled that of Quasimoto and projected into space. Um, mm. So basically, his artificial intelligence is somewhere in space, and his body can still be a found uh, found on the spaceship stolen by the Fantastic Four somewhere in the solar orbit. What? Really? Jeez. Yeah. And um, it remained to be seen if the two 
will ever be uh, re reunited. Uh, and let me see. Actually, I'm gonna see something. See if the if uh, see the latest thing he was in. I'm seeing he- something to deal with dark rain. Oh, apparently he appeared in uh, Slapstick, which is a fairly recent comic. And Totally Awesome Hulk? Wait, what issue did he... I've read a lot of that. Where did he show up? Was he just mentioned in passing? I don't know. It'd be, it does seem like a, some, like a Totally Awesome Hulk thing, though. Um, oh, apparently he showed up in the Avengers story where... Uh, Rick Jones becomes Whisper, where he becomes, like, super intelligent for a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was in Dark Rain. Not Dark Rain, the main story, but, like... No, uh, but one of the side comics. Yeah. Most of these are reprints, though. Yeah. Oh, apparently he showed up in the Super Marvel Superhero Squad. Oh, that's cool. It's nice to see. Yeah. So, so he wouldn't look out of place there. No, no, he th- it's perfect. I wonder if there's a superhero squad toy of him. I'd totally buy that. You know, when 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 uh, I was listening to the Puck episode, I actually looked up to see if there was a superhuman super squad character of him, but it seems like they didn't make him. Uh, what? Why? <laughs> I mean, I like Puck, but like, why? I was just imagine. I just wanted to see if they made it like actual size to everyone else, or it would be like half their size. Yeah, he'd be like a little because they're all they're, <laughs> they're all puck size, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. You know what my favorite like? I because I I watch a little bit of it because I you know I had um friends with kids basically, and uh, one of my favorite things was race. Uh, I think it was Ray Stevenson, the guy who played Punisher in Punisher Warzone. Um. He was playing Punisher on there. We're nothing but white blood cells. Hunting the infection called crime. A sickness that sneaks in through the cracks. The way that Brussels sprouts sneak on a plate of delicious macaroni and cheese. Sure, the city looks safe. Just push the Brussels sprouts to one side, right? Raw! <laughs> no matter where you put them, their vile vegetable juices corrupt the whole plate. I'm out here to keep those stinking sprouts off the mac and cheese. Keep them from leaving the store in the first place. But yeah, uh, Quasimodo, um, what do you think of him? I feel a little bit bad for him, but at the same time, I don't know what else to do with him. Like, he's... I mean, he's had a very hard luck life, really. Like, really, like, okay, so first off, Mad Thinker. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna just say, Mad Thinker, you know, villain. You know, I'm gonna just say that. Um, So, of course, he'd, you know, give a robot the ability to feel devastation and then make it feel it. Um, But the human, but not the human, why do I keep on saying the human torch? No, but the Silver Surfer. He did a bad. Yeah. Just 100%. Because, because, because I'm about to mention some of this stuff. But the human tort, the bit that not the, the Silver Surfer, he didn't just make a person. Like he went above and beyond what he needed to do, which would be nice if he thought about what he did. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe, maybe bring your new son. 
like a, on a couple of adventures with you. Like, you know, maybe see that's just like, oh, well, he wants to punch things and throw things immediately. Like, maybe like, be take like, him to a boxing gym. Let him work out his aggression on the punching bag. Or, or like, throw him in the middle of, like, a bank robber and be like, hey, why don't you beat on these people like most of my friends do? And then you'll be like, hey, I get praise and adulation for beating up, for beating up criminals. He's six foot tall. First off, way too tall. Looks like he should be smaller. Um, there's a lot of, I've been talking about a lot of dudes that seem like they should be taller, I mean, shorter, like they have a stature of a short person, but they're like, they're big. Yeah. Yeah, he weighs one, uh, 1,350 pounds. Oh, that, that's just all, he's big bone. That's all his, his big transistor tubes. I don't. Oh, he's thick. Yeah. He's, he's thick with two C's. Um, he has white eyes. And no hair. The hair that he appears to have is actually on the screen. Do you want to know his unusual features? Um, silver skin? No. He currently inhabits a body that is generally shaped like a coyotic human, which is basically a hunchback, uh, covered in a great hide. So it's not metal. He's organic. Ooh. He has skin. <laughs> Did he grow his own skin, or does he just have skin? No, no, the human, t- no, the human torches is like, look this computer, let's give it skin. <laughs> like, the Silver Surfer is not a good person in this situation. So, his left eye protrudes as if its body has a hyp- hypothyroid condition. Hmm. Uh, his strength level is he can lift about 20 tons. Again, Silver Surfer. Could have just made a dude. Like, well, it's it's like it's like my same thing that like, I, I question about the uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster. Or the modern Promethean. Um, which is actually Victor Frankenstein, so I'm misapplying it. Uh, but, but like, why, why did he make an eight-foot-tall muscle zombie? I don't know. I didn't like why he could have made something that he could easily kill. Like I, I've, I've, I've heard like some of the better ones that explain it. Like they, it was just the simple size made it easier to construct him. Well, well, okay. Well, I have another thing. Why don't you instead of making him a muscly person, you could have made him like doughy and hard to move, like you know, like a practice person. You know, you could have done the muscle zombie after you knew that it wouldn't try to hunt you down for the rest of your life. Ah, uh, but Victor Frankenstein was a very prideful person. Yeah, he's also the actual monster um, of the thing because he... <laughs> okay, whatever. Okay, uh, so he is a pseudo-organic computer in a humanoid form, powered by cosmic energy. He... Okay, Silver Surfer, why did you give him a portion of the power cosmic? Uh, that's So this is really on the Silver Surfer for being so negligent. Negligent. Like, like, you know what? You could have just made a person here if you're going to play God. Just make a normal. You could have made him a child, not with the power cosmic. He's seen what uh, Galactus has done. Look how what he does with like leaving all his heralds all over the place. 
See how much trouble that causes? Just think what that would have done if he just if he did that all the time. Why didn't the Silver Surfer have a herald? He could have made a herald out of Quasimodo. So, um, it, the original design for the pseudo organic computer was genetically tailored to you. Uh, sorry, the original design used a genetically tailored bacteria whose internal organelles or organelles or however you pronounce it uh, was altered to include metallic synapses, which approximated both neurons of a brain and binary switch switching of circuits. He could have just made a thing that had a like a finger to press a button. Mad thinker. You're supposed to be smart. Work smart. Unlike neurons, the specialized bacteria were capable of regeneration and division, and reproduce at a rate that doubled the memory capacity every year. Um, the thinker designed the program for the original Quasimoto to include self-preservation, destruction, servile loyalty to its creator, as well as um, subtle heuristic programs that allowed Quasimoto to conceive of original thought. Like, this is way too much for something that was just supposed <laughs> to press the button. Like, it's like giving the concept of God to, like, a Roomba. <laughs> the basic structure of the computer brain was patterned after the Mad Thinker's own memory RNA paths, and is a close approximation of it. Um, now, that's before the Silver Surfer decided to grant him a humanoid form. And, in essence, a cosmic-powered robot body. <laughs> and he basically just made space magic computer that could lift 20 tons and also has all of his original functions, so I guess he could still probably push things with his eyes if he wanted to. <laughs> like, I don't think... I Like, it's not a laser. No. So, like... Like, I guess if he wanted to, he could probably subtly knock things off tables with his eye. Like a cat. Just knock things off. Yeah, so he absorbs, his body absorbs ambient cosmic energy to allow him to function indefinitely without needing, without needing to shut down to rest or refuel. Again, Silver Surfer. Why didn't you just make a dude? <laughs> Uh, also, like, he his self-repair circuitry is kind of, like, went in overboard. Also, uh, his left eye has an electronic beam, which could, which was basically used to press a button. Now it's an offensive weapon, so it, it was an upgrade on that. Like the upgrade on everything else. Uh, and basically, he can use it as an offensive weapon. Uh, generating blasts the equivalent of 100 pounds of TNT at the range of 100 feet. Again, Human Torch. Uh, not Human Torch. Silver Surfer. Why'd you give him the ability to basically blow up buildings with his eye? Here's a, here's a good note. With the aid of certain auxiliary technology, the nature and supplier of which have yet been revealed, uh, he has ability to exert molecular, molecular control over objects made of metal. He apparently lost the apparatus since he hasn't been able to do it since. But if he didn't lose that, he'd also basically be Magneto. Or a metal bender. One of the two. Or a metal... Well, yeah, so... 
Yeah, that's Quasimodo. He's like a <laughs> stupid, dumb, overpowered robot that was designed to press a button with his eye. So, once again, s- someone made something completely overkill for what they needed. Oh my god, he's ex- he's exactly like the Silicon Valley culture. Remember with, like, the juicer that they, they tried to- that cold press juicer? It's like it was a complicated QR code-needing robot that you could just squeeze the robot- The juicer Yeah, That's what it was. <laughs> like, you could just squeeze the juice out of those packets yourself, and it still would taste about the same. But, but yeah, uh, I think we're done, honestly. This this dumb robot has so much history for being a, just a dumb robot, and most of it most of it's because the Silver Surfer just overcompensated on something and noped out. So yeah, what what's your plugs? Okay, so I'm currently working on a uh, podcast called What's McCracken, which is a cartoon rewatch and review uh, show. We're we're mostly focusing on the works of Craig McCracken, who's done like the Powerpuff Girls, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, and the show we're currently talking about, Wander Over Yonder. I'm also working on getting some bonus episodes uh, up soon, so hopefully you'll be seeing some of those too. But uh, right now we're like almost through the first season. We're like halfway halfway through the second half because you know. Disney did weird things where, like, they would show half the season, then another half of the season. It's it's a thing that a lot of cartoon shows are doing right now. Like, they did that with, like, um... Well, they also did that with, uh... Star versus the Forces of Evil. Like, they showed, like... They showed, like, most of the season, and then they didn't show, like, the last five seasons. I mean, five episodes over, like... they It took them, like, two months to air five episodes. I know that uh, we're getting into some really, some of the crazy episodes, and once the first season's over, the second season picks up where it actually gets, like, this weird, uh, overreaching story that's kind of fun, but also crazy. That's pretty good. Well, um, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Alphabet Flight, which is this one. I mean, Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids. Um, I think when this comes out, uh, it should be an episode about the Hopkinsville Goblins, which is a famous, famous, but extremely boring uh, or alien quote-unquote attack. Uh, in Kentucky, Hopkinsville, a place that I've been to before. Uh, so yeah, you should listen to that. Uh, besides that, um, I am. I also have other things. I don't feel like doing the rest of the plugs. <laughs> um, listen to another episode, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you for through all your night travels. Good night. Night.